We're inviting the children to come to the front of the church, right up here. All the kids want to be a part of the service. We've got things for you to do up here. Don't be shy. At the count of three, I want you to shout hallelujah. Are you ready? One, two. They're awake now. They're all good. We got them going. So throughout this uh, message, uh, we're going to do um, a variety of things, and I need your help, kids. So uh, I'm going to give you cues, and when I say, uh, can I get an amen, I want you to shout what? Okay, let's try it out. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. And then I might say, can I get a praise? And that's when I want you to shout hallelujah. All right. Can I get a praise? Hallelujah. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get a praise? Thank you. Praise to God. You, You guys are doing great. Get ready, be on your cue when I do that, all right? Because you're going to need to do that. There are people listening online to this or wondering what's going on. It is Thanksgiving Sunday, and the people who are listening to us online, we let you know that the kids are up front and in charge today, and they're helping me out a great deal. God is doing something marvelous and wonderful right here in this congregation at Millerville Community Church. They're doing marvelous and wonderful things right here with these kids There are miracles taking place in the family of God, and we have new people joining us all the time. And we are so grateful for what God is doing. This is why we give uh, thanks, because of what God is doing in our lives. We believe as believers that the world is being shaped for us by the Bible. It is showing us the truth and how we can operate in the kingdom of God. We're discovering how important It is to follow the Lord, and just last Saturday we had a bunch of prayer warriors come together for training. We've got uh, over 21 people signed up for war rooms and are interceding on our behalf for the Lord. Uh, We just came out of a leadership retreat. There's a lot of great things taking place. But I've got to tell you that uh, it is the families where most of this is taking place. The families are the foundation of the church and the work we do in the Lord. And children, you guys are a very important part of the family of God. And that's what we want to celebrate today. Today, I'm going to talk about the mission field that we have and the three mission fields that God is giving us today. And these are very important. Missions are time sensitive. Now, we usually think of a mission field as somewhere you go on a tour and you find a nice hotel and you stay there and you go visit uh, poor places. But I want to think of it in terms of a mission, a task to be accomplished in a military sense that a general hands a mission to his troops and he says, this is your mission, go and accomplish this. And they receive their orders and off they go to accomplish the mission. And there are missions within the kingdom of God that we have to accomplish for the glory of God, that he assigns for us to take territory from the enemy and to claim it for the Lord. And Jesus is not really king of kings and lord of your lord of your lives until you've received mission orders from him. 
You're just more or less to being in training. You're in boot camp. But until you get your mission, you're not really engaged. My son's in the military, and I got to know the military pretty good. And they're big on coins. And every time they go on a mission, a special coin is issued, and they collect these coins. And when they share these coins, it says, I was on a mission to Afghanistan, I was on a mission to Iraq, and on missions, special missions. And they carry those coins as remembrance. And uh, when you greet another uh, military person and so on, and you whip out your coin and you show it to them, they said, this is the badge of my mission that I went out and accomplished and I did. We too have mission fields that are very important that we need to serve and serve faithfully for the kingdom of God. And these are absolutely critical. Your first mission is your own soul right in here. How many of you think that if people would just listen to you, everything would be much better? If they would just, yes, Glenn. They just listen to me and do what I, I know how to fix this. Why don't they listen to me? And, uh, you know, our moms and dads do that. Do They say, why aren't you listening to me, right? But, you know, sometimes we think we know better about things. And so we don't always listen really well. Well, your first mission is not to worry about other people, but to make sure you're okay in here, that you're fit and you're strong. It says in Matthew chapter 7, 35, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank of wood in your own eye, a two by four. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. Now, it isn't that we aren't there to help each other, but the first mission field is make sure you're okay and that you aren't the problem, that you are right with the Lord and you allow the Lord to work on your own life to clear things up. Now, there are a lot of people in our lives that are doing that and accepting that responsibility. So when we find that God is speaking to us about certain things, we need to pay attention and the work he wants to do in our own life. I believe that God loves each one of us. Amen? Amen. I believe God loves each one of us. Amen? Amen? And I am so grateful for what he does in our life and the triumph he gives us. He is with us each and every day. And if you have a willing heart like David did, he is more than willing to give you help in every area of your life, no matter what it is. It doesn't know how big your trouble is. Yes, you're Matthew. And that's your name up there. Did you write this, Matthew? Glad to meet you, Matthew. That is awesome. Sometimes our names tells us who we are. You could be a David, a Matthew, and sometimes the names we receive don't match who we are, and we get new names, like Paul and Saul and, and uh, Simon and Peter. They're very important. It, part of the big part of knowing what God wants to do in your life and your first mission is to know your calling, who you are to know your name. When call, calls your name, what does he call you? He, if you hear, hey, idiot, that's not God. <laughs> that's not God. If you hear, my child, my son, my daughter, my loved one, that's God. That's when he's calling you. 
All right. And that is why King David realized when he wrote these words in Psalms. Is there a David here? David, no. Okay, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. David was remarkable because um, normally we become pliable when we're broken. And David was at a low point in his life and he realized um, no one's to blame but me for the issues in my life. And the only one who fixes me is Christ. He didn't go to his mom or his dad. He didn't go to his priest. He went to the Lord and said, you know, create in me a pure heart of God. That's the only way I'm going to get one. So our first mission is our own heart and our own soul. Our first mission, as, Paul, as David said in that psalm, to gain a pure heart that will not be contaminated by others, to develop a steadfast spirit that will not waver or run. So when you go on your bear hunt, you don't run when you come into conflict with the bear. Find joy in Christ, saving me from a sinful world when you realize what he has done for you and a sustaining strength of an obedient heart. All of these are a part of your first mission that you need to know. And finally, our second mission is your second mission is your family. Are families important? Amen? Amen. Yes, families are hugely important. After your relationship with the Lord God, it is your next most important mission in all your life is your family. It's before everything else. If you're married, it's first your spouse, and then it's your children. I told my kids when they were growing up in my home that the most important person to me in my home was my wife and their mother, and they, my, their mother was more important than anything else. And sometimes children try to get mom and dad to disagree. Do you ever do that? <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do that. And I told them, don't after ever make me choose between you and your mom, you'll lose every single time. Mom comes first before anything else. Or dad. But I said God came first before everything. So you know what my kids did? They started memorizing Bible verses. Because if they could find something in the Bible that said they could do something, they had power over me. <laughs> they would come to me and says, well, dad, it says in the scripture this, so I should be able to do that. Right? So they all became Bible scholars as they grew up to use the Word of God. But they had to be really good ones because I knew the Bible. So I could catch them if they used it wrong. But we are to smit out of reverence, it says in Ephesians 1, for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands and to the Lord and husbands to the head of the wife as is Christ. It's interesting that when a lot of people read this passage, what they hear is submit and obey. But you know, that isn't the dominant thing here. Love and reverence is what it really is about. 
you know, there is just about nothing I wouldn't do for my family. Nine uh, months or so ago, uh, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, I w would do anything for Sandra. Well, that's a nice thing to say, but when it comes down to uh, reality, what would you do? I realized in order to save her life and to give us a future, I needed to give up my family, my kids, I give up my home, my business, my church of 22 years, and that I would have to move to Calgary and we would have to go through surgeries and everything else. But I did not consider that too costly because this is my first mission field. After my relationship with God, it's my wife. I would give it all up for her and I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. And I would do the same for my kids. And all my kids know that. They came home that Christmas, and I said, we're going to have Christmas, and then we're going to have Boxing Day. You ever have Boxing Day after Christmas? You know, there's a Boxing Day. And I told all my kids, we're going to box up the house on Boxing Day. And we're going to sell the house and get rid of everything. And they boxed up all my stuff, and they put it in their cars and their trailers, and they drove away with all my stuff. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and there it left. And I, we had very little left. But the kids were there for me, and we were always there for them, and we will be still. No matter how old you are, isn't it great to know that your parents, your guardians, people who love you will always be there for you. Do you think you'd ever get in trouble sometime? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just knowing you guys, sometime you're going to get in trouble. Wouldn't it be nice to know that somebody will be there for you and on your side when you're in trouble? And that you could be there for them, right? Because that's how we get through this bear hunt we're on, our turkey hunts. We do it together. And that's what it means to submit unto one another. The reason I love my family so much is because of God. Because God gave me my family. It is a great gift. God's given me a new heart. It's a great gift. But you know what? He has given us one another too. And to serve each other is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we do. Funny how when we read this passage we hear submit and love, but really what it's saying is serve one another. Our first mission field is to invite Christ to create in us a clean heart. The second mission field is to serve Christ by serving our families first and foremost. I've met way too many families that get into ministry. Families start taking second and third position, but families must always come first. We don't fix ourselves in the first mission, and then we don't fix others in our second mission. Do you understand what I'm saying? We serve. We don't fix. We serve. We let the fixing uh, up to God. We submit to Christ in our hearts as our first mission, and when we serve our families, we recognize Christ working in the hearts of our family as we invite him into that place. Our third mission is this is your friends, your neighbors, to reach them all for the glory of Christ. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen? Amen. Thank you. It is good to know that we have this mission to go out. Well, we're not ready for it until the first two missions are addressed. And you don't leave them behind to do this third mission. This is where we go after we've got a solid base from which to work. The therefore in this passage are the first two missions that we do. Inside here with my family, then I'm ready to reach out to friends and extended relationships. And they must come first before the third mission. The command does not say to extend your family and to uh, your extended family and friends, but I would suggest that unless we go and make friends, that it's not really going to be effective mission. So how do I do this? There are strangers out there that you can make your friends. And if you don't make them your friends first, you're not going to have an effective mission. How do you make friends? You give them money? I say hello. And then you introduce yourself. You say, I'm John. And you say, You're Livy. Oh, Livy. And then we say nicely things about each other. Livy, you're great. You've been there for me in this, just talking and interacting. I just love that about you. Is that how you make a friend? Yeah. Livy, are, are we friends? Yeah. All right. Okay, that's how you do it, guys. And now, because you got a friend, you got a new mission field. Right? Make friends first, then share the love of God, and you do it by serving them. These are the three missions. It's really not complicated. And no matter where you are in the world, always make sure you got them in the right order with God. You don't leave one mission field to new the others. You build on the first two to go into the third. The first two missions are what make you effective and keep you effective in the third mission that you receive. Always remember that we go to the world made blind by wounds of sin. They're held captive by the power of evil, and they don't understand the mysteries of God that you might know in your life. They will not know what they need they, or how it can be brought back from destruction. They won't even know that they're in trouble and that they need rescuing in their lives. Your mission is help to go to that blind world that cannot perceive that of its help and help them to understand their need for Jesus Christ. That is why we always pray to the same God who opened the eyes of the blind to open their hearts. We must always begin with a prayer for blind souls. And we have this wonderful scripture that comes from 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded their minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel and the display of his glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ, our Lord. I just want to pause there about we don't preach ourselves. So when you go to someone and you say, I see you're having a problem. I figured out how to solve this problem. Let me tell you what I did and you can do that. That is preaching yourself. Don't do that. When you go to other people and you've got that first mission field right, you go to other people and you say, listen, I'm just a mess up like you. But this is what Christ did. And he could do the same for you. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord. 
and ourselves as servants. And what do servants do? They serve. For God, who said, let the light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light and the knowledge of God's displayed in the face of Christ. So we get to show what Jesus looks like. Now, kids, I'm going to ask you guys to help me out here, all right? We're going to get up and do some moving around. Are you ready to do some moving around? All right. So this is your mission I'm about to give you. Are you ready? I want you to find your mom, your dad, or maybe your grandparent who brought you today, or your guardian, someone who's taking care of you, maybe someone who adopted you. I want you to go to them. I want you to put your arms around them and hug them. And the hug has to last to the count of five. At the end of five, I want you to go to their ear, and I want you to whisper the word, thank you. And after you've done that, one more thing, I want you to stop and I want you to look at their eyes for a minute and see if anything wet comes out, all right? <laughs> and when you're done that, you come back right here and you tell me what you saw, all right? That's your mission. Go do it. Did you see anything? What did you see? Tears. You saw tears. Oh. I saw a little bit. A little bit of tear. Okay. Anybody else? What did you see? A laugh. <laughs> what did you see? Nothing. Nothing? You want to try again? What did you see? Um, one drip. One drip. What did you see? Laughter. Joy. That's good. Awesome, guys. Good mission. You guys have been great. Did she have water out of her eyes? No? No. Sometimes we're happy. So, guys, you just... Got a mission, you went out and you did it really well, and you accomplished for it. And I think just like in this passage, if I were to ask them, let me ask you, did you sense the glory of God in that? And if he can do it through these little ones, what could he do through you? Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the missions you give us. The quick and willing hearts are willing to run on little feet to do it, Oh, we pray that you would take our aged souls and make them young again. And we, we give the laughter and the joy of salvation right back to you. We give you thanks. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you. Churches have done people. God bless you all.